to So Rare in States Baseball. You're your hosts, Chris and Daniel. Welcome into another episode. My name is Chris, the MLS card guy. And as always, we've got the co-host with us. This is Trippin' B. How are you today, my man? I'm doing great, Chris. I'm uh, here with my chip on my shoulder and uh, a song in my heart, I guess. It's been been good times lately, but I'm a little jealous, let's be honest, about all this attention that's going to So Rare NBA today here as we record MLB on the launch of uh, NBA. It's getting all the attention right now, but So Rare MLB is chugging right along, moving into playoffs, the LCS round, and not without some controversy, for sure, uh, regarding... Uh, how the game week would close and end and things like that. But the, I think they got it in, right? They got it in just under the wire there. Uh, the rain did not make it easy, but they had to make a, a tough decision on how to yeah. end the previous game week, right? Yeah, definitely tough. And, and one that uh, I'm personally not too happy with, uh, not because I think it was the wrong decision, just because it didn't benefit me and I'm a selfish guy. So Right, exactly. <laughs> if, if that had helped you get a better prize than you might have, then you're yep. like, oh, totally the right decision. Totally the right decision. But I had a lot of Guardians and a lot of Yankees in my rosters. And specifically mm. in my SCN, I started my Guardian stack with three Guardians. Plus I had Harrison Bader. Plus I had Tyone, who was scheduled to pitch last night. Uh, if there hadn't been that rain out and then it got moved to today, Cortez pitched. He's my rare pitcher. So now he can't pitch for uh, an extra game in the LCS. Man, um, just a cascade so of disasters. It, it was, it's just been a disastrous week to yeah. be honest with you. And also uh, we had a pretty good score and we were chasing our good buddy, Alec in the SCN. We have obviously our, our bet every week as to who's going to win the common league. Uh, and he was all hyped up because he had a big score. And I was like, you know, this isn't over yet. Like I'm only 20, 30 points behind you. And I've got five guys still to go and you've got nobody. And uh, yeah, they, they canceled the game. So I did not get to catch Alex. So I owe him some lunch. So that's uh, also hurting my bank account. So well, there's, know, a, there's a saying a in week. baseball, Chris, that says sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, sometimes it rains. And <laughs> when the rain uh, weighs in, uh, there's really nothing you can do but just to cut your losses and move on. So I think so probably did the right thing yeah. by by canceling it. But it does. It, it hurts my heart to hear how painful that was for you on, on your lineups. Yeah, it was tough. And like I said, it's not anything that I'm upset with Sower about. It's uh it's just personal pain at this point, you know? It's just just piling on to uh to all the fun stuff that that's been happening. So you mentioned earlier that NBA obviously launched today and we will definitely have some some talk about the comparisons between the two projects. Uh, and some good, some bad from from the NBA stuff. Um, but I want to start and just kind of kind of circle back. You know, obviously, I I went on the the NBA podcast today that we do with Sower in the States with Jorge and Alec, um, and we just talked kind of about the launch. And they were kind of asking me, you know, a lot about when we started in Sower Baseball. So I kind of just want to reminisce a little bit and go back about three months and see you know, where all this started and and where we've gotten to at this point. And just as a whole totality of year one, are we happy with where we are right now? What do you think? I think we're happy. I think oh, we got there. You know, we yeah. got there. And, and what it is to me, the way I relate to it is it's right up my alley because I'm an oldest child of four. I have three younger siblings. So baseball and so rare MLB is kind of has this. Yes, obviously, Soccer was the original football is the old OG is like almost a different generation. If we're just talking like the sports that are based in the United States, MLB versus NBA, we're the oldest child. You know, we went through the growing pains. MLB, we launched with no player pages and no no ability to offer trades. You couldn't even 
really it made it hard it was almost impossible to go back and even see what an old auction sold for without digging into so rare data and so all this functionality that like we had to sort of bitch and moan about about not having and and like whine on this pod and others about like all the all the things we didn't have now our little brother comes along and it's like mom and dad know what they're doing now they can provide all this stuff right out the gate so nba launches with player pages and trades and you know Giannis uh super rare goes uh for 18 eth i think and gets immediately reposted for 70 we could you couldn't do that with a, a ronald acuna super rare as soon as it oh. went on auction you know so it's like what can you do uh our, our I, I good friend john feeling. nellis knows that one yeah well yeah exactly <laughs> I, it, I, he paid super rare prices for a limited on that one for sure but I know the pain of being the oldest child and have to figure it all out for yourself a little bit. So I'm, I'm proud of baseball. I'm proud of so rare and be of where we've gotten, how we've kind of developed a really fun game. And we talk about, we will be, we're building sort of a community on this podcast. I feel like with the listeners and the guests that we're able to bring on and just people like we build sort of a social media community, uh, you know, talking to Miguel Torres and, you know, talking to Alec and talking to Bob and all these guys and, um, uh, you know, being able to bring in, you'll never walk alone. Who's a, a sober legend and things like that. Like it's, it's, we've earned our way here to sort of be in this pinnacle of the season now going into the final rounds of the playoffs and people still playing strong and playing for the rewards. Yes. People were upset about, you know, the quality of rewards in, in the playoffs compared to what they thought it would be, but there's still some good ones out there. Do you know any, are there any good reward stories that you've heard uh, from this, from today's round? I won nothing last week because uh, your Braves yeah. absolutely stabbed me in the back and decided yeah. to, uh, to stop hitting. So that one, I'm going to blame you, but did you win anything? Do you know, did anybody win anything? I don't know why we're blaming me. I mean, I was in the same position. I didn't win anything because yeah, the Braves sucked this week. Um, even going into game four, I was like, I still feel pretty good about us kind of getting out of this round just based on the pitching matchups. And we just never, ever played a good game. Like it was, it was kind of crazy. I mean, watching game one, I mean, the Phillies just got ridiculously lucky with some of the, some of the hits that were just finding holes. They weren't hit hard, just kind of, you know, seeing eye singles and, and that's the way the game is played. You know, that's baseball. You can be the better team and lose. You can be the, the worst team and win. And the Phillies just flat out, you know, outplayed them for four games, won both games in Philly. So, you know, kudos to them. And and off they go to the to the uh, to the NLCS. So, you know, we <laughs> we build this as the uh, the best in the East versus the best in the West. And who would have thought at the re- end of the regular season would be the Phillies that were the best from the from the NL East. That was a. Uh, Definitely not on my radar. And and yeah, I think I got absolutely smoked by my pitchers. I think I had, I started eight pitchers across four different lineups and only one of them got to 20 points over the course of the week. Most of them didn't even get to five points. And that just obliterates your lineup right off the, right off the jump. So right, you count on 20 and you hope for 50 for 40 from a pitcher for sure. Especially you got a chance at having two starts, right? Like game one, game four, game one, game five type of thing. Um, so yeah, that was whew, things did not go well in in the AL and NLDS, but NLCS ALCS is a brand new round. So we've got we were at I think four teams last week. We're down to one, but as long as you're entering one, you still got a chance, right? Right, right, exactly. I, I have a, I have a, an almost nothing team. I have a four man team, and one of those men is Mike Clevenger, who's probably uh, at this point has been so bad recently that he's probably been dropped from the rotation in favor of Manea. Uh, We'll have to ask my resident Padres expert, Tugford. We need to get Tugford on the show, actually, now that I think about it with his pods going so far. Uh, he'd yeah. be a great guest. 
so that just popped in my head. I'm looking around at some of our friends, you know, friends of the pod, people who have been on before at the reward pages. Nothing is really jumping out, you know. Bob and Miguel picked up a few things. I'm seeing some purchases from some of these guys as they uh, stacked themselves up for for this uh, uh, LCS round. And you're 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 semi live in the LCS. Did you consider buying anybody? Is it? Are you just letting the chips no. fall to where they may at this point? I, I couldn't buy anyone. I just I'm yeah. saving my money for some other purchases I got coming up. My ETH, I guess you should say. And uh, just yeah, didn't want to go there. What about yourself? No, I think that's it. Right? Like you don't want to buy a guy just for one round of the playoffs. Right? I don't. I like that's just not how i play i'm a trader respect to those who did we have listeners and friends who are doing it but so no no diss on them but it wasn't my my bad i mean hey if you win something big it can work right but you got to win something big and i just Mm -hmm. don't like taking that risk i love you know having that having the under undervalued guys and and just like we said you know you're if you're buying guys for the playoffs at the start of the playoffs you probably were buying dodgers braves mets um maybe guardians like all these teams are out and it's just like what are you doing i mean if you if you went the al route you're probably in better shape because the astros and the uh yanks are still alive but yeah i mean who would have thought that nl nlcs would be these two teams i did consider and you tell me if you think this was uh, a wise hold or if i should have sold that could be a a segment on the show maybe you know wise hold or should have sold uh i always should have sold i considered maybe trying to put my jordan alvarez uh reward card on the market yeah. Because I figured, hey, you know, the, there might be a market for that. I didn't, I got so busy in the day. I didn't, it looks like I'm now I'm seeing all these last minute purchases. I'm thinking maybe I should have, but I decided to keep and hold because like, this is a guy that I plan to be core of my lineups all next year, barring injury. So didn't really want to get rid of him. I was lucky enough to win him and and would probably cost me more if I ever wanted to buy him back someday than even what I could get now. And it's someone I was talking about the decision with brought this up and it was a really good point I felt, which was like, I, even though there's like this extra utility of now it's the final four teams and, and he's, you know, a rare stud that's available for this round. Most of the people that would have wanted a Jordan for the playoffs probably already got him a couple of weeks ago when the playoffs started. Right. Sort of. But what if you, what if you had Mookie Betts? What if you had Trey Turner? What if you had, you know, Matt Olson. I mean, there's tons of guys that you were counting on to get through their rounds, especially the Braves. Get through their rounds in there. Just <laughs> I think out. more. I think that's a little bit of your Braves Braves uh, hat talking because I think like more people were probably expecting the Dodgers than the Braves, right? I mean, come on. I mean, they both should have gotten through, but I would think. I mean, the pot. So here's the th- here's the thing. The Padres to me are a dangerous team. The bottom of their order is very good. Their pitching staff is very good. The Phillies have a nice one-two punch and they have a nice top of the order, but they're not like a they're not a real you know top to bottom every single guy in the roster can hurt you type of a team. They're really hot right now. Like they're playing good baseball right now. And they've got two of the better players on the planet right now. But if you're if you're talking about an opponent, I mean, the Padres for me are much tougher than the uh, than the Phillies would be. And I think if you're expecting the Dodgers to get through more than the Braves, it's just you like the Dodgers more than the Braves as a team, which is fair because I think the Dodgers are a better team. But um, yeah, I I think that the Phillies were going into the playoffs the worst team in the playoffs and they're still here so <laughs> what do i know yeah uh, it, the, the padres are that proverbial just team that got hot right like they uh they, they they're the team i would not want to face if i was anybody left in the playoffs al or nl side like yeah they they have the look of and the funniest thing is not even Juan Soto who's doing it, right? The guy that ever, like the big yeah. uh, midseason splash trade they made hasn't even really been the driving force. So that makes me think like if they get And they don't have Tatis either. Like exactly, right. And they were hoping for him to come back even be part of this, but 
he uh mess he did some things he shouldn't have done but uh Juan could still come through in a clutch LCS slash World Series moment and like instantly like win his way into the hearts of Padre fans even though he hasn't really delivered on the trade they made so far so to speak he like he could still become a club hero uh because they've extended their season they're moving into the the part where it really I mean, counts he still had 27 points in four games in the last round like that's not a bad round at all um so yeah he's not uh, been I mean, world I like, beater I like, I like to see 40s from my from my big hitters you know I, if i'm spending on juan soto i'm not happy with 27 points in four games in the playoffs yeah but that's still solid like you'll take that at least i'll take that I don't. I mean, uh, yeah. it's better. It's better than what Dansby Swanson and uh, Austin Riley okay. were doing all over okay. my lineup. I can tell okay. you that much right now. Wow! 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 Okay, Matt Olson had sixty-two points. Swanson had still had well. twelve points. Okay, Matt Olson as well. Swanson Olsen still well. had a twelve spot. Yeah. Uh, well, my, la, the 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 LC, LDS round for me this last game week was so rough because I actually was competing for like the first three days. I was like top five after two days and I was like top 15 after three days and I slipped like 25th and I'm thinking in the early part of day four and I'm like, can I hold this? And then I just like dropped like a stone as soon as every game started and I finished nowhere near the rewards. So, so the funny part of this is I actually had a limited team that scored 138, which is more than I had in either of the first two rounds. Like I, I won, I won a tier three, tier four limited with 120 points, and I won a tier. I think it was a. I think it was maybe even a tier two limited with 120 points, and then I won a tier four rare with like 75 points. And this round I had way better point totals, but I was nowhere near the rewards. And that's because I think these these playoff rounds were much more accurate as to what a real playoff round should look like rewards versus entries wise. Mm -hmm. And I think it just goes to our point from last week of there were just way too many rewards in the wildcard round. Like I essentially just got a reward for entering and having a full lineup. And whereas this last game week was actually a competitive week, right? I actually had 138, which is not great, but it's not a horrible, you know, week uh, and didn't win anything. And I think that's more the way that it should be. So um, yeah, I think I, I think it's just interesting to note that even though I was rewards wise way more successful in wildcard weekend, I actually scored more points in the NLDS round. Well, if it wasn't for people going on Twitter and whining about the rewards, so rare wouldn't have even they would have been so busy prepping their NBA launch, they would have just copy pasted the reward plot uh amounts over from one week to the next, and we would have had the same rewards from wildcard in the DS, but everyone had to go whine about it. So there you go. By the way, uh, I'm I'm looking so you, at the rewards. You had to draw for, attention to it, didn't you? I, I'm looking, <laughs> right? Um, I'm looking at the rewards for the uh, for the wild or for the uh, World Series, and they're fairly similar. They're they're really not cut in half. I mean, they're they're like seventy percent, maybe seventy five percent. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think each round we go, it's it's getting less and less competitive. And I hate to see that. I'll be honest. Like, uh, I just would have loved the reward number. Like. <laughs> Throw us a bone here. There's not. There's only going to be so many year one edition cards to go around, and it just would have been nice to to give people like I have a four man lineup this week. Three three and uh, three and a half. Let's say if Clevenger's probably working out the bullpen at best. So like, it would be nice to be live for a card. You know, they'd be nice to be live to like somehow. Well, that's, you got to go buy them. Yeah, you, you got to go buy them. That's the whole point. Like you shouldn't. That that's what I'm saying. You shouldn't just be able to enter a four man roster and and pick up a reward because it's just non competitive that way. Whereas like. There's 105 rare rewards and rare all-star this week in the LCS. There's 90 next week in the World Series with half as many cards available. 
So, I mean, that's I like a, that. The, I do like that's that, a, actually. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It, it's getting less and less competitive as we go through the rounds. I think the wild card was just a mistake. Um, maybe, so yeah, maybe my one man, uh, go Astros. Maybe my one man, Jordan, can, can do something. Maybe Jordan I'll go buy a few. Maybe I'll go every, buy a few Strohs for the World Series if they get there. Every single player that enters Jordan Alvarez gets a prize. That's, that's the new yeah. rule. This is a, uh, this is, this is where so rare starts to like break you down a little bit as a fan because as much as like I love being a fan of baseball in general, I also love the the fact of who I get to hate in baseball and I hate the Houston Astros because I'm a Texas Rangers fan. I just like I've always been a Houston hater, you know, no no offense to anyone a person on a personal level, but I just I'm, a, I'm an Astros hater and I hated them way before they were banging on garbage cans for sure, but now <laughs> I'm like I have to cheer for them to get to the World Series so that my cards have a little more utility, so it's kind of funny that way. Yeah, I don't even know who I'm cheering for. Curse you I, so I, I, I kind of have a, a little mix of everything at this point. I guess Phillies. I have the three-man Philly stack. You just become a fan of action of, instead of over any yeah. individual team. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's it's been bad. Um, so let's let's talk a little bit about the uh, about the division series. And I saw a lot of people kind of got cards or, or sorry, got tickets to go to uh, to games in the postseason. You know, kind of putting that that thank you so rare post out there. And I thought that was great to see. I know. I sent my dad, who's never been to a playoff game before. I sent him and him and my uncle uh, to Atlanta for Game One, and obviously they saw kind of a bit of a stinker. But what you a know. good son! What a good good son you are. <laughs> well, I spent what thirteen dollars on Sir Anthony Dominguez. I was like, <laughs> yeah, sure, go for it. Yeah. But that's that's what I mean, you know. Like it's it's the kind of thing where you get these like once in a lifetime experiences to go, you know take in a playoff game uh, for people that have, that have literally never, ever done it. And I thought it was really cool that it was not just for winning, you know, like SCN, right. This is a great example. SCN gets world series tickets to the winner. That's a great prize, but for most people, that's not attainable, right? They're probably not going to win SCN. In fact, there's only one person that's going to win SCN. Mm -hmm. And no matter how skilled you are at this game, you you can't finish first just because you want to. Whereas when you, when you throw it onto yeah, when you throw it onto an auction, right? Then it's like, okay, well, I could I could overpay a little bit for this player and get this experience that I really want. Um, and, and to be able to do that, I think is really cool. Um, and and I would love to see you know that that kind of thing continue. Whether it be you know you buy Sir Anthony Dominguez, you get Phillies tickets specifically. If they need to to kind of limit it, then then fine. You know, I'll go buy Max Fried or whoever I need to buy to get brave stuff. So. I thought that was I thought that was a really cool thing and, and really goes to the core of what makes so rare special, right? It's not just the ROI and the return and the profit and all that stupid garbage that everybody always talks about. It's really connecting and owning your game and falling back in love. You both we've both said this over and over, falling back in love with the game of baseball. And I think that's really what makes so rare super special and in kind of in my book. All the way. Yeah. And the fact that you could get uh playoff tickets by winning limited auctions. It's like, you didn't have to, it's not that you were having to buy uniques and super rares and shell out huge. And then like, right to where the, the tickets are almost like a fraction of what you actually paid for the card here. You're the, what you paid for the car is a fraction of what you would have paid for the tickets. And that was awesome. And so as much as people included, even I, myself just moments ago fell into the trap of whining about so rare, not giving us enough or as good of rewards as we all want. Like the fact that they would do something for that does show a commitment to like caring about, finding ways to make the game special for their users. And I, I, I know a ton of people that took advantage. Uh, uh, you know, our guy, Alex Hooper, was all hyped up about being able to get the, the playoff tickets through the auctions. And I hope, I hope they bring that back next year, for sure. That's yeah. what, it might I hope that that should not be a year, a one-year only thing, hopefully. 
Yeah. And I love, you know, the jerseys and everything. I don't know how much supply that they have of that kind of thing, but throwing that into, into the SCN is, is pretty cool. And obviously I'm, I'm throwing a, a pretty good team into SCN trying to, trying to compete for these stuff, but that doesn't really mean anything, right? Like you had to finish top three. So yeah. And you, tough. you were saying before we started recording that you, you, a lot of people you talked to were like putting their better common team in the common yeah. all-star so they could maybe win a limited, right. like you, I think you'd want to prioritize the, the SCN, right? Like the, the prize. Yeah. And I, because I mean, you I'm, can win the tickets or you can get a really good common that can help you right. in future common all-star next year when the SCN is not available. Exactly. So, yeah. That's, that's the key, right? Cause like it or not, I'm probably not finishing top three this weekend, although I am at 2.17 points already. So mm-hmm. we're off and running. Um, but yeah, but, I, I, I'm unlikely to finish in the top three. However, could I finish in the top? I think it's 10% to pick up in tier one. Tier one. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. I've done that twice already. So by putting I, my best team in there, I've got Mookie Betts and George Springer. And now all of a sudden my common team looks totally different right. next year right, with exactly. Betts and Springer and Soto as opposed to just Soto. Um, exactly. So I think that's where the real value in, in this one lies. So um, I, I, I got, I, get uh, I got mm-hmm. bad Vlad jr. So I'm, I'm right there yeah. with you for sure. And I don't want to, you know, I, the common league is not something we really need to dwell on a ton in, in the pod, but it is. Oh, the, I love my comments. Know, so, so rare is the free to play NFT game. If you, if you go by uh, how they had been marketing themselves a little bit on, on the, on the site. So. Hey, that's um, all that that's the most fun part of the game for me is comments. I love the common league. So uh, any chance I can take. That's one of the weirder takes I've heard you give Chris. I gotta say, why? Like, <laughs> Common, I know you. I know that in like, your heart, you're, at heart, you're a trader when it comes to so rare. Like you're, you're right. more trader than SO5. So I, I can kind of see how you could get there. But to say that you, but, uh, everyone, love the common in, common, is, everyone is in common, everyone in common is on equal footing, right? You can't buy your way to the top of common. You can't like it, it's just pure luck, basically. But there's a little bit of skill involved in knowing who the right matchups are once you have a, a, a few choices. So that's why I love playing common because it's it's really a the game in its purest form, right? You can't just go and buy Matt Olson and Austin Riley and just expect to dominate. Um, it, it's it's realistically a little a lot of luck, right? You got to get the right guy that's hot at the right time, and those guys that got Judge early on have been kind of dominating. Um, but after that, it becomes a lot of a lot of uh, you know picking the right matchups and finding the right dude, which I think in, in baseball specifically is really really exciting. And I I, I like the baseball free to play common league more than I like the soccer free to play common league. Um, I'm gonna stick I, with my take that that's a crazy take and move on. <laughs> nah, nah, a common is the best league bar none. Even if you can't win anything, which in baseball you can, you top <laughs> one thousand win something. Um, but yeah, I think, I think for, especially for newer people with like smaller budgets, I think it's great to be able to play free to play. And I think they've kind of carried that over into basketball, right. With the same kind of style, um, of having a bunch of common cards and having a really robust prize pool for the common cards. And I think that's a great style to have. Um, but I think, and I want to get your take on this and I'm just going to say what I got to say and then let you respond to it. And then I'll kind of defend myself. So I think baseball is a better sport to play if you don't have a large budget than basketball, even given the fantastic rules that they've put in place with basketball to make it a little bit more fair. I think baseball is still better for for uh, smaller budget teams and for for kind of lower, you know, you want to just not not break the bank to play. 
Um, I think just the sport itself lends itself better than basketball. So what do you think about that? I think just on the face of it, it's it's better. Like the 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 root of what you just said, the baseball is better if you have a smaller budget. Is 100 true because these baseball cards are going to stay cheaper than the NBA cards. The NBA cards out of control prices on day one, and the the question will be: it remains to be seen how much will they drop. We saw baseball cards drop, you know, 75, 80, even sometimes 90 percent within a few weeks. Will basketball be the same? We don't know. The Basketball game, I will say, is very well done. Uh, the structure and, and of how they put it together in terms the one thing we worried about with basketball, and you guys went all into this on the Sower in the States NBA podcast with Jorge Vargas, Vargas and Alec Markowitz. Make sure everybody listens to that. That's my plug. You taped an episode earlier tonight. I'll be listening to that when we get done with this. All of that is true. Uh, so we don't need to get it too far into basketball, but I'll just say from what they showed us in terms of the biggest worry on NBA was that because it's such a star driven game and, and the only a few like superstar players get the stats on every team, it was worried it was going to be pure pay to win game and that you'd have to like shell out huge money to uh, to compete and you, like everyone would have the same five guys. The way they put the game together really did a lot to combat that. And I, I think they made a very intriguing NBA game. It's very, it's more interesting. It's on its face. It seems like almost more interesting than the baseball game, which is just kind of plug and play. You know, there's, there's levels to the MLB game that kind of get deeper in and at higher scarcity levels, especially. So I'm not uh, slagging down the MLB game, but I think that the, the intrigue of the NBA and the uh, game, the way it's structured, even though it will make it less pay to win, it's still going to have a lot of people paying uh, big money for the cards and and it's going to have people want to invest their stuff there. Uh, there's still no E threshold over there. So that doesn't give them any edge over MLB. I'm, I'm going to play NBA. I'm not, I'm completely transparent about that. They're two different seasons than baseball. So I need something to do in the fall. Anyway, I know you're not a huge NBA guy, but the MLB I'm sticking up for MLB. I'm we're here on the so rare in the States MLB podcast and nothing against M- NBA whatsoever, but like we're, we're here to refer hardball, hardcore fans. You know, that's what, what's what we, we want to see people play in MLB and we want to see this game grow just as, alongside the NBA, just as much. Hopefully they can have some synergy there. But like, I do think that it, it remains to be seen how liquid the MLB markets are going to be when they have a full season next year. We've talked all along about how this is a soft launch for MLB with the half season and stuff like that. So like, I don't know how much trading volume is really going to start to perk up. I hope it does. I believe it will. I think they can add some intrigue to the game. They can take what people like in NBA and maybe start to adapt some of those factors over to MLB. We'll see. But yeah, uh, that's a whole lot of uh, response words to basically say the same thing I said right at the beginning. Yes, MLB will be better for lower budget players because the cards will be cheaper. No, no two ways about it. Even if the cards weren't cheaper, though, I'm saying it still would be better to play MLB as opposed to NBA. Well, and here's why. Play with what goals? Just just it, building a budget and, and kind of winning your way up the ladder. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't I, I think it's going to be very difficult in the NBA to do that, even with the salary cap that they've put in place because the salary cap is always moving. The salary cap is always rotating, right? Mm-hmm. So yes, that's the, great. The you puzzle pieces that make up the salary cap. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, Everyone's yeah. L10 is changing. Right. Time. Exactly. Yeah. But, but let's, so basically that's going to stop you from throwing just Jokic and, and bead and just a bunch of superstars in a lineup. Mm-hmm. What is not going to do, however, is when you find an undervalued player that's not really performing to the level that he's that he should be and you buy him, 
then you're you're almost rooting against him to not put up points because then the more points he puts up, the higher his salary cap becomes, right. less he, yeah. attractive he becomes. Honestly, it could turn into a situation if it goes far enough to where if you find the undervalued guys and they finally start to put up points, their price could actually go down, right? You could actually mm-hmm. be paying more of a premium mm-hmm. for talented players that are not playing well. Um, right. And, and those guys, once they start to play well, then you could have their price literally drop because, right, because they play they, well because they don't fit into other people because they don't fit, anymore. fit the yeah. salary cap exactly. Yeah, exactly so i i think that's that is a kind of one a, of the problems that that is going to be kind of the 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 fun of the price discovery that's going to be a big factor in the price discovery phase of these basketball cars as that season goes along that's a good point i didn't think about it that way I, i'd thought about though that kind of uh dynamic a little bit earlier when i was first analyzing mm-hmm. the basketball structure but i didn't make the comparison of what you say, which is, yeah, in MOB, you're always rooting for your guys to do well. Like in basketball, yeah. just, just for the very, all the dynamic you just explained creates a scenario where there is going to be times where you're rooting against your own cards in NBA. So they stay eligible for certain things like, yeah, right. uh, in MOB, you'll never be, that's a good point. So like if that, it maybe might make it even just more fun. Like, I don't know how much fun it's going to be to be rooting against my own cards. And I, uh, I don't want to find out to be perfectly honest. So, yeah. And, and that's, and the other thing with basketball as opposed to baseball is in baseball, baseball is a lot about growth and change and becoming a better player. And rarely do guys come up to the big league level and just immediately hit MVP status. Whereas in basketball, you can just kind of be a freak athlete and just be unguardable and just be faster than everybody and, and get to the basket. Um, and for a month, you know, ex- and, yeah. well, not even just hot. Like you could, you're just like LeBron stepped onto the court as a rookie and he was one of the better players in the league immediately. Mm-hmm. And that just doesn't happen very often in baseball. It's a lot more like Dansby Swanson type guys where yes, he went first overall, but he took him four years to really hit his stride as far as an offensive weapon uh, for the Atlanta Braves. And, and I think that's where in baseball, you can you can find more of an edge and find more joy in finding those guys that are good talents that just aren't quite there yet. And then they develop more in basketball. I don't think that really exists. I think it's just you kind of play with what you have in front of you. And I, I mean, guys do grow and change some in basketball, but I mean, you, you kind of know what you got. For in, in basketball for the most part in theory that's why we're here for for all of it is the joy right the joy yeah. is what you know people are going to be there's a lot, there's plenty of people that have made big profits out of SoRare. there's probably still profits to be made i don't know if, if people will ever make profits on the level some of the 2019 early adopters have made uh that have been the best of the best that that those days may be long behind us so yeah you got to play for the joy yeah so i that's just i think why baseball makes more sense than basketball. If you have no rooting interests and you don't really care about either sport, I would say play baseball. Cause I think you're going to have a lot more, a lot more fun finding the undervalued players. And I think it just the way that the scoring system breaks out, mm-hmm. I think you've got a much better chance with the undervalued MLB guys in as opposed the, to the NBA, yeah. NBA guys. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. So the idea, yeah. The idea of you buy an undervalued player, they do well and the, and the price and their value goes down. Is definitely uh, <laughs> yeah. going to take some getting used to. Yeah, that that would stink. Um, so yeah, I I just think that that'll be an interesting thing to kind of monitor going forward. Um, obviously, people most people care one way or the other. They either like basketball, they like baseball, they like both, they like soccer. You know, it kind sure. of is is what it is to everybody. Well, I'm really hoping that by this new influx of customers that have come in through MLB and NBA, I really hope it pushes a lot of uh, first time American users to jump over to soccer during the world cup 
Yeah, that, that I'm I'm hoping that that's because you know how Americans that don't really like soccer, they'll still pay attention to the World Cup. So maybe right. let's say I'm just envisioning there's a decently large population of MLB NBA fans that aren't huge into soccer, but pay attention to the World Cup and are now just discovering so rare for the first time. So maybe we bleed over, you know, an extra two or three percent over to the soccer side from that that aspect. Yeah, who knows? That'll for sure be interesting to see how Sora handles that because they've had problems in the past with international tournaments and soccer. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, yeah, yeah. That's a whole other podcast, but yes, right. they have. But this is this is a huge opportunity for them mm-hmm. to to kind of take it take the reins of the market. Um but yeah I, I think it's obviously very, very exciting times for for everybody kind of around so rare to just see all the positivity coming out and obviously new sports adding and they've done two this year and how many are they going to do next year and what's next and you know what's what's next on the football side what's next on the baseball side are we going to get some offseason utility there's just so many things that are kind of ramping up here for so rare and it's kind of it's kind of getting to that point where it's 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 almost almost getting to be mainstream right like you're seeing ads in all the stadiums yeah. now for sower which is just it's crazy to think about the site that I was on that 5,000 people were on now has it's showing up at Anfield. It's showing up in the Atlanta Braves stadium, mm-hmm. Sun, uh, Truist park. It's showing up in, in TD garden for the Boston Celtics. Like it's wild how, yeah. where, where this stuff is going. Amazing video from the Liverpool man city game where as Mo Salah scored the winning goal, like right when the ball went across the line into the <laughs> net, the the board ads changed to so rare. It was almost like, you know, so rare mode activated. I saw someone uh, tweeted that caption on that video. It was pretty cool. That's crazy. Yeah, it's it's a it's we a need really that after a big time. home run. We need that after a big home run in these playoffs to bring up bring a full circle home to. Yeah. Uh, so so speaking of that, uh, one of the new advancements in the NBA that we're kind of hoping at least you and I are hoping bleeds back over into MLB is, is obviously the two different sets of cards that they're going to have. They're going to have a base card and then a kind of an action shot. Um, I don't know if they really took full advantage of the action shot because it was like just the same thing, but with a basketball instead of not with yeah, a basketball. It's more of an, it's more but, of an angled shot in that yeah, action shot for it's, sure. It's just kind of a different headshot, but mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's at least getting in the right direction. Right. Um. So that's, that's definitely something that would be, that would be very interesting to see on the on the baseball side, kind of minting cards for you know Judge hitting the sixty second home run, or um, even the you know the Phillies moving on to the NLCS. You get a full round of Phillies guys, you know something like that. So that would be that would be pretty cool to see uh, on on that side as well. Yeah, uh, it, it'd be great. And uh, I we've my my position on improving the quality of the pictures on the Soro cards is well established, hopefully by now. But yeah, it has not changed. Do it as soon as possible. Do it, do it and do it now. I, I will say this. It's somewhat cynical. Uh, it just <laughs> If I can put my conspiracy hat on. So Rare is basically going to sell a bunch of first edition cards that are headshots only in NBA. And presumably this will happen in MLB next year. I expect it to. Uh, and so then they're going to have a secondary pump when they re-release like, you know, the act, the first action shot because it'll it will have a different we don't know what the serial number will be but like it'll be known as like yes it's not the one of a thousand or whatever but it you know the it just so happens that the number 67 of a thousand is the first action shot of a certain guy of like a superstar or something like that so that will become one that people probably chase after and things like that so i mean hey you know, the, the more so, money that you so make, that right? that's a way for Sower to get a lot more money on you know whatever that that number sixty seven that I you know hypothetically kind of put out there uh, would get if it was just the, the its number by itself without being the first action shot that's where the conspiracy part comes in but 
I don't know. So you, so Rare's not cynical, are they? That's not, they're not a cynical company. They would no, nah, they do everything for the fans. <laughs> yeah. They do it all for us, and, and they have our best interest in mind with every decision that they make. Um, yeah, so let, let's talk a little bit about the actual games, right? So obviously the Division Series is, is now uh, well and truly done with the Yankees getting through past the Guardians in five games. They did. Uh, let's let's talk about the uh, the championship series on both sides, right? So we have the Padres and Phillies lining up on the NL side. Got the Astros and the Yankees lining up on the AL side. We're down to Final Four. So give me a give me the give me the NL first. Let's break down this series a little bit and talk. You know some of the Padres and some of the Phillies. Where do you, where do you think the series series kind of goes? I think it's the dads, baby. You got to go with the dads. Go fathers. Fight, They're too fighting hot right fathers. Now. They're too hot right now. Yeah. You know, the Friars, you know, whatever you want to call them. Uh, I'm all in uh, at this point. I got uh, the Padres, the team I'm hoping wins the world series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. I love the bats. I love the bats. I love Jerickson Profar and the, the, the pitching. I'm not really, I love you. I'm actually, I'm a huge you Darvish fan. Also. It's kind of funny. Like from, from his roots as a ranger, i worked, I did a ton of, uh, video edits based around him coming from Japan over to, to the league. And then he becoming a ranger was like a really big thing for me. And I love all his crazy pitches and the way he like adopts pitches and steals other people's pitches and stuff like that. So hmm. uh, I, my, the fire of my you Darvish love hasn't been fueled as much as it used to, but I'm obviously always pulling for him. So yeah, go Padres. Yeah. I think you, you mentioned it and you're going to love this because it's jerks and pro of our former ranger, but it's the bottom of the Padres order that's been doing a lot of damage in this postseason. That was the key to the Braves last year. The the bottom of their order was absolutely untouchable. Mm-hmm. And, and that really stretches out the game, right? As a, as a pitcher, normally you get through Soto and Machado and Josh Bell, and you're like, okay, whew, I can take a breath. I'm okay. Like we we can have a few pit a few batters where it's a little lower pressure. But if they're hitting at the bottom of the order, like you, there is no breath. Like you just you cannot ever relax. Yep. You can't just throw get me over pitches ever. And with the pitching staff they have, you're going up against you Darvish. You're going up against Musgrove. Like mm-hmm. every night, like you're going up against a star. And then they've got studs out in the bullpen. So it's not like you. I mean, there's no weakness on the Padres. And the only reason people kind of sleeping on them a little bit is because they obviously had a a little slower start to the season than the Dodgers. And then they make these big trade deadline moves and it took them a while to kind of get acclimated. Um, And they arguably really haven't pulled through as much as you would have thought they would have, but you, you really, you look up and down this roster and it's just flat out great all over the place. Um, And, and yes, the Phillies have some nice players like Schwarber's great. Bryce Harper's great. Um, I mean, Alec Baum is great, but like, you look at the bottom of their order and you're just not terrified at all. And then you look at the bottom of their pitching staff. You're not terrified at all outside of Nolan Wheeler. It's like, I mean, Syndergaard is not the guy that he used to be. And then you look at their bullpen and it's like, yeah, Sir Anthony Dominguez is nice, but like Robertson hurt himself. Robertson hurt himself. Okay. We're not, we're not bringing this up. (laughs) (laughs) No, like, I mean, yeah, that series, you know, my thoughts on that series. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're not looking at the Phillies bullpen, like, oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. So, um, yeah, I think it'll be interesting. And Kyle Schwarber just got an in play, no out as I'm looking at the, uh, at the thing. So my my points are going right up (laughs) in, uh, in, in, uh, live updates in the pod are are a feature of the, of the show. I love it. Oh yeah. That and hard cuts. That's all we do here. Um, 
Yankees and uh, Yankees and Astros, right? So the yeah. two teams that we kind of we kind of thought that these two would be the the two remaining at the end. Obviously, the two teams that got buys in the first round. Um, give me a, give me a, a little thought about this series and and which team is going to kind of come out on top. I'm rooting for Bain on this one. I hope that Bain shows up and takes the city captive and uh, implodes the stadium. Obviously, hopefully, no one gets hurt, but. Uh, yeah, I hate both these teams. I absolutely hate both of these teams. Uh, they're my two most hated teams. Uh, we talked a little earlier about how SoRare kind of rounds off your, the edges of your hatred. Uh, but with these two, it's tough. I, I hate the Astros. I hate the Yankees. I got reasons. I got a myriad of reasons for both. And I don't know. The Yankees seemed inevitable earlier this year, obviously, with, with what Judge I, – I obviously, you think the weight of the uh, Aaron Judge home run chase kind of weighed the team down as a whole? It had to have, right? Mm, I think it weighed him down, and I think he was masking a lot of their problems. Um, so, like, early in the year, they were just on fire because he was kind of on fire. And then once they got a little deeper into the year and he started trying to do this, the whole thing, and he had pressure on him and all, blah, blah, blah. Um yeah, I don't think they played particularly well. And they had some injuries toward the end of the year as well. I also didn't love their trade deadline. Like trading Jordan Montgomery, I thought was a big mistake. Because they, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, they're starting Tyone in this first game of the ALCS. And, I mean, I own him in common, so I'm not complaining. But Yeah, shot of James. Is that, is that really who you want going up against Justin Verlander in game one of the ALCS? Like, I, I don't love that. I can't believe Verlander's still around, though. I'll be honest. I, you know, again. Still around? The dude had a one seven five ERA. No, I know. I know. He's not I'm, still I'm around. He's dominant. Sure. Like, I, I, I know. He's still, what I mean, but, you know, st- if he no, wasn't as dominant, he probably, he wouldn't still be around at this point. So, yeah, for sure. Like, no, I, I definitely know what you mean. It's crazy. Like, he's, he's like, it's crazy how these dudes that are like really old, even look at Pujols. Like Pujols had like twenty home runs this year. Like, yeah, dude had yeah, a really well, good season. You you stumbled onto my third most hated team for sure by mentioning the Cardinals, but uh, but yeah, Albert's a machine for sure. It's funny how ESPN has brought back the old uh, Sports Center that the, this is Sports Center uh, commercials where Albert like pretends to be you know the Albert Sports Machine and talk to the copier. Yeah, yeah, like uh, I love that they brought that back since he became relevant again, um, but. Yeah. You know, St. Louis fans, you know, they uh, they welcomed him back after he scurried off to the Angels for a bunch of money. So that just shows uh, how weak-minded the best fans in baseball are. But uh, what can I say? I do think when it's all said and done, the Yankees are going to pull this one out. Judge is kind of hitting again. Okay. He's okay. hitting. He's not playing for stats. He's play, He's going into each at-bat just trying to, with his normal approach, you know, he, he doesn't yeah. worry about numbers of home runs and things like that and, and getting, you know, crossing a, a, a mythical finish line or anything like that. So obviously I'd love to see Jordan, uh, my boy playing the World Series so I can put my one-man Jordan or Alvarez solar lineup in play during the World Series. If they I, get I to the World Series, can you just loan them to me? Well, in theory, I would have I would have Profar and uh, and Clevenger also, but uh, loaning, yeah, you can you can loan these cards, right? So we 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 had never done the uh, the uh, loaning collusion episode on the baseball side. I feel like in so rare soccer, it's a well established controversy of like people have all these emotional feelings about how loans go. Uh, in baseball, the user base is kind of different than soccer for the most part. So I don't know if we've had a big loaning controversy. I've seen tons of loans though. I mean, I'm, we can start I'm one. Looking, yeah, I'm looking at people's uh, people's pages in the last few hours of a lot of guys that I follow, and I'm seeing trade here, you know, trade here, trade there. I, I just looked at a trade uh, from Zuby. Zuby, I don't know Zuby, but he's kind of bit. I've, he's had some good results. I've I've battled him on leaderboards a little bit. I just saw he he traded a Kevin Biggio uh, limited 
this afternoon for Jeremy Pena rare and Jordan Alvarez rare. No, Ethan. That seems fair. Side. So, that so seems yeah. Fair. So obviously that's, that's probably a loan deal. You know, I'm I, in real life. I don't think these things really are collusion, but I will always, uh, because I'm somewhat trollish when it comes to to online games and gambling and things like that. I, I'm not really in real life, but in, in gaming world, I, I do become a bit of a troll. So I'll, I'll post screenshots as a collusion, you know, and stuff like that, but uh, more power to, I've taken many, many loans from people. Uh, people have helped me out with loans. I've helped other people out with loans in the soccer world and even in this baseball world. So yeah, you can, uh, you can maybe get my Yordan off me for a loan. I'm, dep- I'm never, I'm exactly. never smart enough to take a loan. Like would I never we, think of it. Would people I, boycott? Would people boycott our podcast? Is what I'm worried about. You know, would they? Would they see that we were just, you know, trying to game the system with a one week loan of a, of a of a slugger and 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 just lose all respect for us? I don't know. If they do do that, then I think we have to do it even more. I I, <laughs> I think we lean into it. Whatever way gets me your Don in the World Series, I, I'm all for it. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't even know if I'd have a decent. I, I'd. I'd have to look at who my guys are. If the Phillies made it, I'd probably have a decent team because I do have a nice Philly stack and I have a bunch of their relievers. Uh, so yeah, I. I might have a Phillies team if. Uh, if it was to go that far, Phillies Astros. That's that's what we're rooting for here. Um, but yeah, as far as as far as my pick for the ALCS, I think I'm. I think I'm taking Houston. Um, I think. Uh, I think their pitching is just too good. Their hitting's too good. I don't really like the Yankees. Like, like you said, like it seemed inevitable in like June. It was like just crown World Series champions already. Mm-hmm. Since then, they've been like a pretty below five hundred team. Like they've been like pretty bad. So yeah, I feel like they I got it back. But maybe I'm maybe I'm maybe I'm just a jinx or something. Who I knows? mean, they went five games with the with the uh, Guardians, and the Guardians like can't score a run. So it was like it was it was not good. I don't I don't think that series was was uh, good for their overall health. Um, and also they have a massive disadvantage having gone five games with the guardians, whereas the Astros swept. So the Astros have been resting. They've, they've got their correct rotation. Whereas the, the Yankees are kind of scrambling rotation wise. They're not going to have their third ace going in game one. They may not even have him going in game two. I will have to look at, I think Cole might go game two just because of the, the rain out. So they might've caught a break there, but, uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't think that, uh, the Yankees have the pitching depth to really compete with, with Houston here. So I'm going to take the Astros against the Padres. In, the Astros the got series. bats for sure. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, yeah. So I, I think that's, uh, that's, that's good stuff there. Anything else that we want to, to really hit or, or get to, obviously we were supposed to have a, a guest this week from so rare. Um, yeah, we teased it a little back. bit. Did, yeah, yeah, the uh, schedule has changed a little bit, but yeah. we'll, we'll get. Yeah, this is going to be someone that you'll be very excited to hear from. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, we 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 don't have the details one hundred percent confirmed yeah. yet, but it has been. Pushed I'm glad back we left. I'm still... glad we left it as a tease last time, since it, since it ended up uh, <laughs> the the details kind of changed a little bit. We didn't give any details, and that was smart. So we'll keep it that way yeah. for now. But yeah. it's it's, it so, is still it's exciting. It, we're both very excited about it. Let's just put, say that. Yeah. For sure. For sure. It, it should be a great conversation and, and a really insightful conversation. So we're hoping maybe next week, but obviously things could still change. So we'll keep you updated on that one. Um, any any other topics or anything from, from the launch of NBA today or from the playoffs or, or anything else that you want to hit? No, I just want to uh, shout out, you know, I'm feeling kind of nostalgic. I know some people are going on to play the CS in the World Series, but I'm not really, my season is pretty much done. I, I don't plan to buy any cards for a World Series. So it's kind of just like I'm playing with what I've got from now on till right. we see what they have with their postseason contest, which we should have some details on soon. But so or, I'm feeling kind or, of nostalgic. Or so, I'm playing with what you got if we do those. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll see about that. <laughs> uh, but like, 
I'm uh, I'm just kind of looking back. And I'm just thinking, you know, what a fun, what a fun little half season we had together here, uh, putting our so our initial so rare MLB collections together and getting to know new people. I've I've made a ton of uh, online and real world friends through so rare soccer. So making new online and real world friends through so rare MLB has just been a great bonus, and uh, I expect it to continue. I'm I'm excited. We're going to keep the pod going. Obviously, we're not going anywhere. There's going to be MLB topics coming up all, even after the World Series is over. And again, they what the postseason market and whatever postseason competitions they come up with are going to be worth talking about. So we'll be talking about it. And I, I can't wait. Uh, I'm going to quote my boy Rogers Hornsby. You know, what do I do when the baseball season is over? I go outside, I go into my house and I sit and stare out the window and wait for spring. So um, let's uh, tell pitchers and catchers report for me, although maybe I'll sneak one last two-man lineup prize who knows <laughs> one one last two-man lineup prize i love that um yeah i think it'll be definitely interesting and we'll have to see how uh how things play out but i think we we may be in the process of having a sower in the states meet up at some point somewhere along the east coast at some point in the spring so once uh soccer kind of comes back and baseball comes back and basketball's in full swing we may have a, a little get together and, and kind of try to meet some of you guys kind of do a live podcast. So if you're interested in that, definitely reach out to us with, uh, with where you are, where you can kind of get to and, and what kind of time works best for, for you. Uh, we'll have more details. That'll probably be around opening day for, for baseball is, is what we're looking at right now, but uh, we'll have more details for that coming up later on in the winter. So definitely stick around for that one. Other than that, I think we just have a good week guys. Enjoy the NLCS and the ALCS.